Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. All right, we are back here on SportsPhone KNBR. Kerry Crowley rolling with you until the end of this Dubs game when Dubs OT will get going. But from this point forward, talking a lot of Giants baseball, and here to help me do that, our good friend Stephen Risotto, host of the Rizzo Cast. He's been covering the Giants for the last few seasons. Stephen, how are you this evening? I'm doing good, uh, Kerry. It's, it's great to be on. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday indeed, and uh, happy baseball season. Giants get underway on Saturday. Cactus League play opens up against the Chicago Cubs, Stephen. And uh, I'm going to ask you a version of a question that I asked our audience at the start of tonight's show. And uh, I, I said, you know, which Bay Area sports figure is under the most pressure in 2024? I'll ask you, which, which San Francisco Giants player is under the most pressure in 2024? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a few ways you could look. And, you know, the obvious answer would be would be Jung-Hoo Lee. But I think there's another obvious answer, and I think it would certainly almost be Logan Webb. Yeah. Uh, Logan Webb is, is the ace of this team, and it's, it's looking like he's going to be one of the few arms without a question mark in this rotation. I mean, if you if you just go down, it's, it's Logan Webb and then just a bunch of unknowns. Kyle Harrison, you know, Tristan Beck-Keaton-Wynn, they're all – I guess kind of favorited for a rotation spot, but they're they're not guaranteed anything and they're not established. So it's hard to figure out how this rotation pieces together. And, and Jordan Hicks is, you know, I guess the closest thing you have to reliable, but how can you call him reliable when he's never thrown, you know, a significant amount of innings as a starter in his big league career? So it's kind of difficult to figure that out. Uh, and then, of course, you have Ray and Alex Cobb coming in in the middle of the year. So Logan Webb, kind of similar to years past, uh, they're going to have to rely on him for innings at the front end of the rotation because you can't go into the second half of the season like you did in you know previous seasons with a bullpen that is completely taxed. And unfortunately, a lot of that's going to have to ride on Logan Webb pretty early. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, you look, Jung-Hoo Lee, you sign him to the big six-year contract, $113-plus million, the commitment more than that because they pay the posting fee. But ultimately, Stephen, if he gets hurt and misses an extended period of time, you've got Luis Matos, you've got other players who can rotate in in center field. If Logan Webb needs to miss an extended period of time, I don't know where the Giants turn for innings this season, but it goes from a fringe borderline playoff wildcard team to a team that I don't see any way if Logan Webb doesn't turn in an ace caliber season for the Giants to contend simply because he truly is the surest bet. I don't know. Are there guys who you think could morph into really strong major league caliber starters this year? You just touched on a number of these pitchers, and the Giants will certainly rely on them. Where do you see the Giants counting on a solid amount of innings this year? Yeah, and I think it might be inappropriate to hope or to assume that Kyle Harrison's going to take the next step. You just got to kind of wait and see. But if he does, and you know he's a guy who can give you, you know, five or six innings every night consistently uh, with a bunch of strikeouts as we become accustomed to seeing in, in Kyle Harrison-esque box scores, then, you know, that's a big positive. And I think, you know, Keaton wins the other guy that I look at, and I know Keaton is, you know, bothered by some elbow stuff right now. Hopefully he's, you know, ready to go at, at some point this spring early on. Uh, but 
I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, there's not that surplus like you have in the outfield. And I think a lot of fans are quick to say there are there is an easy answer, and his name is Blake Snell. Uh, <laughs> but also, Blake Snell at the moment, as it's being reported, is is asking for the moon and Mercury, Venus, Saturn, Jupiter, and all the other planets. He's asking for everything, and and it's it's tough to it's tough to gauge when those guys are going to sign and. You know, if that price ever lowers, maybe the Giants would be, you know, invested in that. But for now, I think you have to bet on some of those young guys taking the step forward. And I think it starts with with Kyle Harrison, because uh, yeah. he is he is the guy out of those out of that group where everybody will be looking for. And I, I think it it might have been you uh, who mentioned it, or, or one of the writers mentioned that uh, not a lot of people are talking about Kyle Harrison. Like, and, and it's a big year for him. He is basically, you know, he's not guaranteed anything, but. Basically, we're assuming, and Bob Melvin has hinted at this, he is going to be in the rotation to start the year, and I think that's a big deal. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. Yeah, they're certainly counting on him every fifth day. That's the way it looks. And, you know, maybe performance by the middle of the season or fatigue takes him out and they turn things over to Robbie Ray. But, Stephen, the way I see it, the Giants would love to line things up by the end of the year with Logan Webb, Robbie Ray, Alex Cobb, and then Kyle Harrison, and then someone else who has stepped up and made the most of an opportunity, whether it be Beck or Wynn at the beginning of the season, maybe Mason Black or Carson Wisenhunt by the middle or end of the season. But let's turn things in and talk about the position player side because there's so many intriguing position players on this roster who are young, who the Giants are relying on. Uh, and it's not just Marco Luciano and Patrick Bailey. It's Casey Schmidt and Tyler Fitzgerald. Who, in your opinion, is poised based on their 2023 debut and kind of what you've heard about them coming through the farm system to take a big leap this year? Who, who do you think could make that next step and establish themselves as maybe an everyday major league player? I think that this is the year that, you know, we kind of see, you know, maybe a, a better version of Patrick Bailey. And I know that last year, you know, everybody's figuring that he cemented himself as the everyday catcher. And I think that is the case, but I, I think it's a good thing that, that, um, that Tom Murphy's in there. You know, I think it's a good thing that Tom Murphy was signed, and I think it promotes healthy competition, and it promotes Patrick Bailey really having to fight for those at-bats against left-handed pitching. And there's a time there where, you know, we thought all the, the splits in the minor leagues uh, for Patrick Bailey, we thought all those were fake when he got up to the big leagues and he started hitting over 400 against lefties. And it's like, wait, where did this come from? And we figured it would fall back eventually. And, um, you know, he had he had such a big year last year, and, um, you know, was up the leaderboard for team war. And, and that was such a big deal for him. And a lot of it comes from his defense, but this is the year where, you know, I think we're going to find out who he is as an offensive contributor. And, you know, he, he's going to get those at bats. He, he put on, what was it? 15 to 20 pounds. And 
he was a guy last year that had lost a significant amount of weight and had played more baseball than he's ever played before. And it's something that he's going to have to learn as he gets deeper into the season. And, you know, there's where Tom Murphy comes into play. So I think, I think Bailey's going to be the, be the guy that, that I look at to see how he holds up over the course of 162 games. But, you know, like you mentioned, there's a bunch of options, Lee Luciano, I think, you know, Luciano's winter didn't go the way he maybe, maybe would have hoped. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how he plays, you know, defense every day at shortstop or, you know, there still might be time if the Giants want to sign a shortstop. Uh, granted, I think any shortstop they sign at this point, Luciano would be a better option than them. But um, yeah, I would I would go with Bailey because I'm I'm very interested to see how he responds offensively this year because we know his defense. Are you ready for hard hitting observations? Reality remains reality, no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds where the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Patrick Bailey is so critical to what this team wants to accomplish in 2024, Stephen. And there's a lot of young guys they're obviously counted on. We've covered the pitchers in this rotation. We've covered some of the position players. And so I want to ask you this. At the outset of the offseason, Farhan Zaidi said at general manager meetings that missing the playoffs and back-to-back seasons was basically unacceptable for the San Francisco Giants. In your mind, with the additions of Jung-Hoo Lee and Jorge Soler, Jordan Hicks in the rotation, Robbie Ray, who will be coming back around midseason, have the Giants done enough to establish themselves as a team that should be firmly in the playoff mix this year, or do you still think they're a move or two or more away? Well, I'll put it this way. I think they're an injury or two away from being the exact same team they were last year. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'll reverse it on you like that. As for, you know, what this roster looks like, um, I, I think they got marginally better. I think anybody could tell you that. And, and you know, they could they could fight against the naysayers who are saying they didn't spend money because if you look at it, they actually did. Was it the money maybe they hoped to have spent? Maybe not. You know, there's you know, there's a some big fish that got away, as we know, and as is the story every off season. Uh, not to revisit old wounds, but <laughs> hey, we're we're, you know, we're they, talking they, John Lester on KMBR on Sportsman yeah. KMBR tonight. You know, yeah, I, I think the Bachelor is on on Mondays. He didn't get a rose, but um, <laughs> but there, there's certainly uh, there there's certainly time, I guess, to maybe make one more addition. And I know Farhan has hinted maybe away from that. Maybe that's a bluff. You know, for Scott Boris, maybe it's not. But, again, I think they're an injury away from being the exact same team as they were last year, and I, I think that's not a great thing. You know, as a 500 team, if you make, you know, any adjustments, then I feel like that is something that could ultimately, um, you know, be beneficial to add one more piece, in, like we mentioned, the rotation. So, um, hopefully there's, there's no injuries for this team because they would have to be reaching into a lot of unestablished depth and we're looking at a 500 or probably a little bit below 500 team again. A couple more for Stephen Rizzotto, host of the Rizzo cast, kind enough to join us here on SportsPhone KMBR. And uh, Stephen, I, I want to ask you about the transition from Gabe Kapler to Bob Melvin and 
what the differences you think we'll see in the Giants style of play, if any, because I think that, you know, Farhan has given him a rotation that's going to require a lot of bullpenning, a lot of active management there. And there's so many young position players that you could see guys in and out of the lineup. What do you think will be the biggest difference from last year's coaching staff to this year's coaching staff? That is the number one thing I'm going to be looking at for, you know, this season. Because uh, there is a lot of people that, you know, have said that Bob Melvin is the opposite of Gabe Kapler. Uh, but really, the only way you could judge a manager is based off of their roster and then the moves that they make with what they're given. And, you know, Gabe Kapler was somebody that, you know, was very, you know, very, com- uh, I guess, tied to platoons and the early hook in the rotation and, you know, matching up bullpens. And, and Bob Melvin in Oakland, he did a lot of that too, right? He had a similar roster where it was like a lot of mix and matching. And, you know, I, I don't think the roster has changed enough to where they could abandon that strategy altogether. Like you look at the corner infield spots right now, maybe there could be some of that happening, especially at first base with Lamont Wade and Wilmer Flores and J.D. Davis. And you got a bunch of guys in the mix there. There's going to be some of that happening, I'd assume, in the outfield. If you get a left-handed shortstop, uh, left-handed hitting shortstop, like who knows what that will do to Marco Luciano's playing time. And then, of course, we talked about Patrick Bailey. Like maybe at some point, you know, Tom Murphy gets more at-bats. So I don't think they're going to get away from that completely. I think, you know, um, Bob Melvin is bringing in uh, a coaching staff that has a lot of experience and a lot of, you know, the narrative around them is that they're old school, right? We look at Brian Price and everything Brian Price has said so far has pointed towards the idea that it would be a shock to see him roll out an opener or be okay with rolling out an opener. Like if that were to happen, maybe he would punch air, right? That's kind of what we're getting the, what we're the, the vibe we're getting from him. Um, but again, this young rotation, maybe you want to see Tristan Beck come in the third inning. Like, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. And the same thing when they, when they signed Jordan Hicks, the first thing I said was, I bet they're going to have him come in, you know, second time through just because, you know, go through the whole reliever routine that he's used to. That would be ideal for him. Uh, So I don't know. Big picture wise. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is going to be, but I do think it's going to be a little less of what Gabe Kapler did, but not, not platoon proof together. They have to get better in the roster to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So last one for you, Steven, I I think, There's been a sentiment the last few years, uh, ever since the 107-win season, that the Giants just aren't interesting. You know, they brought up a lot of kids last year, but by the end of the season, uh, the debuts had worn off, the performance got worse, and ultimately a playoff spot slipped away. Did they do enough this offseason to re-engage the fan base from just an interest standpoint, from a excitement standpoint, or Jung Hoo Lee, Jorge Soler, these types of additions enough to you think draw people back to Oracle Park? I think from a from a pure baseball standpoint, from a pure number standpoint, from a standpoint of being competitive in the National League West, maybe not. But from a pure entertainment value standpoint. I think they might have made a little bit more of a dent than people may realize. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is the interesting nature of Jung-Hoo Lee and what he brings to the table, not just on the field. You know, we know he could be a pretty good outfielder. We know there might be an adjustment period with his offense and, you know, his offensive profile is fun and exciting, but also the draw, right? Bringing in, you know, a lot of Korean fans. Because 
when one of the best players from the KBO comes over to America, it's a big deal. And like, and I, I think that could be forgotten about, but his jerseys are going to, you know, climb through the ranks of the top sellers, you know, in, in the Giants dugout stores. And, you know, he's interesting. And Jorge Soler, like from an entertainment perspective, the thought of him, you know, putting the ball in the mitt over the Lesio bleachers <laughs> is, is fun for fans. And, and they're expressing that. I've seen it on social media. And I know the people on social media usually are not the season ticket holders that have, you know, been around since LeMaster and, you know, those guys. But it's still, I think that there's an element that this could be more interesting. And I think a lot of it goes beyond the stat line. Like I said, pure baseball standpoint, could still be a little bit above 500, could still be a little bit below 500. But from a pure visual standpoint and branding, Solaire, Jung-Hoo Lee, you know, the, the, the way in which everybody's going to get to see Jordan Hicks to see if he could sustain, you know, a starter role, it's a little bit more interesting than I think it, it was last year. Steven Risotto, the best young journalist covering the San Francisco Giants right now. That's why we turn to you. Thank you so much and uh, really look forward to your coverage this season, both for SF Giants Baseball Insider and on the RizzoCast podcast. Thank you so much and keep up the great work, my friend. Thanks so much, Kerry. Appreciate it. All right, he is Steven Risotto, and uh, what a what a good journalist he has turned into. Really appreciate his insights on the San Francisco Giants. Always find his analysis of this team interesting, and always looks at things through a, a different lens. I think that his comment about you know the Giants were one or two injuries away from being out of the mix altogether. I think that that really resonated with me. You know, we talk a lot about have they done enough this offseason and you know we talk about some of the exciting additions and maybe the fact that there could be one or two more on the way but the reality is uh, you know the pressure's on a, a Logan Webb to stay healthy the pressure's on a, a Jung-Hoo Lee to stay healthy and produce because if these Giants players who they're counting on don't perform uh, it's going to ask even more of the kids who are in the mix this year that the Giants are hoping turn into something so a lot more coming up on KNBR this evening more Giants talk on the other side, Alex Simon will join me to look at the Bay Area sports scene from SF Gate. And later on tonight, it's Dubs OT, John Dickinson, and Greg Silver. Live and local all night long here on KBR 1045 680, the sports leader. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.